Well, guys, what a day it's been. <laughs> it's been quite a journey to get here today, but welcome back to the Black and Yellow Podcast, everybody. Thank you. And you guys can't see it, but our special guest is actually wearing black and yellow right now, which is actually the coolest thing. <laughs> I have to represent. Yeah, always gotta represent. So, so today we're bringing on the show Yabkel. Yabkel, I'm not really sure how to say your last name, to be honest. So. That's how we'll just stay with the first. We'll just stay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a nickname you like to go by? Or Kells. a street name? Kells. Kells? That's my street name. Kells. Yeah. Kells. Right. Kells. Back, back when I used to sell lemonade on the corner. Damn. Yeah. What the? Kells. lemonade stick, 25 cents. <laughs> Slide you a little something something. I feel it. Alright. Kells, Kells. I like that. So, before we dive into who Kells is, we gotta open up with the question of the day. Mm-hmm. So, when you walked in, you saw these beautiful fruits in front of you and you told us that we gotta wash them. Very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sean's question of the day actually has to do with these fruits and more so the chemicals that we ingest. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you, Kells, how many chemicals do you think you ingest in just one day? Food alone, or are we talking We'll about- say food alone, yeah, yeah, we'll say food alone. I say a lot. I say, I think everything that we eat nowadays has a lot of uh, pesticides, chemicals, whatever you want to name it, GMOs, whatever yeah. it is, so I think it's in everything that we eat. Uh, to say, like, there's a set number, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not that scientist, but, um, but if you do ask a, I guess, a professional, I would say probably about thousands. I'd thousands, yeah. yeah. If, if I guessed a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And we, we did a little bit of research on it, so it's like... Sean's a scientist in this <laughs> example, right? <laughs> I just looked up a blog post on it. But it's like, you know, it was a credible blog post. So I was journal scholar. Scholarly. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, it said like we eat like... There's like 14,000 uh, chemicals produced every year. But it was about six to nine pounds per person. Every Damn. year? Every year. And then so on a six to nine pounds of chemicals. Every year, yeah. Per person. <laughs> of of like added chemicals yeah. and like foods and, and whatnot. And so but then we we looked up a little bit more further and like how much on a daily unit and it's like about like fifteen daily carcinogens and like chemicals or whatnot that are like harmful, you know, and unnatural yeah, to our yeah. system. I don't have the list I mean I do have the list but and, uh, you know... Yeah, and he was kind of reading them off, too, like, because they had, like, the... If consumed in large amounts, like, what it could do to your body. And it was nothing, like, crazy, but some of them, like, in consumed in large amounts could actually, like, throw you into, like, cardiac arrest. Hmm. Long-term is, like, Alzheimer's and shit. Yeah. And it's crazy how we, like, integrate this into the food that we are, like, you know, literally feeding to our babies and, like, kids and stuff. Yeah. I think it's interesting how... <clears throat> Food has like, uh, I don't know, in the food world, a lot of like uh, fruits and vegetables has grown mm-hmm. so rapidly, like rapidly because um, if you look at most of the fruits now, 
Yeah. They're like huge. Yes, compared to like dude. if you go to other places where they don't have pesticides or GMOs or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like if you, even if you compare like a, a regular apple compared to the apple that you buy at like Whole Foods or like any food market, yeah. it's completely different. Land Absolutely. Size. No, like dude, I could I, I could I could agree with that a hundred percent. Because with oranges that I grow, compared to the oranges that I have to buy, the peel is so different. It might be the different type of peel. But the idea that, like, I'm able to carve out my orange in my own backyard rather than, like, having to, like, claw at the skin just to, like, take it off of the yeah. actual orange, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, from that comparison alone of just taking apart the orange, you know, I just know it has some type of chemical in there. And it's, like... That's actually know. what the chemical does. And not to take away, but, like, the things that they inject within oranges in particular yeah. is to increase that peel size to prevent whatever is eating through that to make it harder. That's weird. Yeah. Same thing with, like, bananas or any other fruit that has a peel that protects it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean... Yeah, go ahead. Imagine what it's doing to our stomachs, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> straight you, up. For real. I mean, as it's going, like, these are, like, straight chemicals. Like, if mm-hmm. it, in large amounts, if you, like ingest them like how you said you can go into a, car- a cardiac yeah, arrest yeah. so imagine like eating the same food every day for like 20 years what it could do to you in the long run so just eating sure. red meat every day you know only red meat it's like no type of greens nothing it's like that yeah. shit's gonna do some damage after a while like yeah. you're just eating another animal essentially like daily like, i mean red meat alone i mean uh, america's red meat is crazy because i mean if you go because i'm from africa you know what i'm saying so if you go back there the cows even are skinnier than here you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm serious, I promise you. like yo the cows are skinnier like i mean so the red meat even over there is like completely different here so imagine eating red meat here versus somewhere else so are the, are, are the cows over there more looked at like somewhat of like a historic like not a historical but like some type of figure of like worship because i know certain countries don't eat pork for reasons of like the pig and then yeah. some places don't yeah. eat cows for no for us for us we just eat them but um, <laughs> but like them it's, very, it's, it's very rare because where i'm from in ethiopia back like back home it's uh it's a very like abrahamic religion type of thing so you look you got jews muslims and christians living and that abrahamic religion most all of them don't eat pork so you won't yeah. you won't find any pig farms out there or anything like that. So it's basically just lamb, chicken, and beef. Is that kosher? So it's not. I mean, there's kosher. I mean, for the Jews. Oh. And man. then there's halal for the Muslims. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, Christians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Christians, it's just we just don't eat pork or anything like that. I mean, specifically those ones. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Just those ones that back home. But I mean, yeah, the cows are super skinny out there. That's. I mean, they look happy. I mean, because I mean, have... most of us are fasting half the time. So yeah. when fasting season comes, that's for them to thrive. You know. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we. They galloping around like exactly. they like they're gazelles. Like it's crazy, right? Hello, trying yeah. to tease y'all. Like I know yeah. you can't have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not to change the topic too much. But like you're talking about like cultural differences. You're also bringing in religion and stuff. Over like I, I know for me personally, growing up, like religion wasn't a big influence within yeah. my bringing up, and you being from a different country mm-hmm. or continent. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, you have like a really good perspective of both sides. Like what are you yeah. seeing over here as kids yeah. that have grown up here versus like kids you might have grown up over in Ethiopia? Well, um, well I came, well I was born in Ethiopia, but I came here when I was two years old. Okay. So, um. You got your growing, roots here. You got my roots here, yeah. Oakland was to be uh, specific. Yeah. So I was raised yeah. in Oakland for a little bit. And then we moved over to San Jose. So, I mean, I was never really into my culture at first because I was I was only around my cousins that, like, you know, um, basically showed me, like, like the like the American side. Yeah. So they were already more Americanized than I was. 
So I didn't have that much like Ethiopian culture around me other than my parents and like home stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, later on in life, when I, like when I hit about 16, 15 years old, is I think when I really try to reconnect with my roots. I mean, I could speak the language fluently, but it, it's different, you know, speaking the language versus knowing your culture. Damn, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, and like going through with like acts of like, yeah, like what they do like through months. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like everything, like whether it's the culture, the religions that come with the culture, like the way you uh, act. I mean, like my parents raised me like culturally like respectful, but at the same time I didn't understand it. So I really try to find myself around the high school years. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, that kind of led me towards eventually to my college years, through to the religion and the cultures that come with it. Um, and I think a lot of uh, kids in America, it's not because it's American, but I mean, there's a lot of cultures here in America like that just come in and then kind of just like mix in. Like it's like a, a stew, like it's a pot. Absolutely. Like it's, it's, it's a real melting pot. It's a real, like it just, it's yeah. a mixing pot. Like mm -hmm. it's a melting pot. So um, I think a lot of people just kind of lose themselves in, in a lot of that. Yeah. And they can't find like the real, like just pure, like like if you want to go to China, like you know, that, that Chinese culture, like when you go even deeper, like they got that Buddhist monk culture. Like mm -hmm. you go to you go to Russia, and then you have like I mean they have their own culture out there. Like, yeah, like a samurai culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all those like Japanese culture, like Korean culture, or like wherever you want to go, African, South American, whatever it is. And I think when they come into this melting pot, a lot of people. Um, just kind of get lost in the sauce, yeah. Uh, per se, no, absolutely. So, <laughs> they, absolutely. We, we all really get, and then we kind of end up just becoming like one, just like one big, just hive of people mm -hmm. yeah. doing the exact same thing every day. So I just got, I just kind of got tired of that, and I wanted to really know my roots. So when I did reconnect with my roots, it kind of gave me like a perspective on life, and it showed me that. Um, there, there is a different world outside of America. There is a different world outside of the status quo. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it kind of gave me some spiritual guide and guidance, and it also gave me some like um, everyday guidance. You know what I mean? Just yeah. when you wake up every day, like what to do next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that free spirit. And it, that's and, what it, it gave. and it also gives you like a sense of community of like people who are like can relate to that. You know, like yeah, like hmm, I'm kind of curious to see what my culture is about. And like, oh dude, we're having like you know a barbecue this weekend. You should totally come through. And then you like to go to the barbecue and you meet more people yeah, that are like yeah. still like oh dude I just joined last week too you yeah. know and it, then other people like reinforce it and it creates like just a real sense of community of everyone who believes in that and then like yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. the yeah. aspect of that too is really cool because like from like from what you're saying what it sounds like to me is like America we can think of it I mean in comparison to Africa America's new you yeah. know America's yeah. the baby and we haven't had enough time to establish our roots and our culture and ideals of who we are and who we're going to bring our kids up into. Mm -hmm. Thus, our kids just do whatever. And for you to for grow, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we do whatever, we believe whatever, and that's the beautiful thing about America. But for you to grow up within that culture and you yourself to look back and be like, hey, I like, I'm from the motherland. Like, I need to be a part of this culture and to learn this culture and still like do my own thing and enjoy the freedom that I have within. Not that you don't have freedom within yeah, your yeah, own yeah. religion, <laughs> but I think that's really, really uh, powerful mm -hmm. of you to take a step back and like really like dig yourself back into where you're from. Yeah, yeah.
I was tired. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. I mean, it, it's, I think, I think, I think we we kind of like we kind of get lost, especially in high school years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where everybody has their like the people that they hang out with, and they don't kind of step out of that little circle. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest problem today with like the youth, especially. And I feel like when you go out and you meet different people, like you said, like with the whole. Um, with the whole like barbecue thing, like you vibe, yeah. you, you meet different people, and I think that's what we all need to do. I think, especially in America, we need to really try to find our like roots. To be honest, what, yeah. whatever roots it is, man, as long as it's a positive effect on you, I think in the long run it's gonna benefit everybody, especially like for you to aspire to your potential. So, with, with the growing culture now in America that you can see, like what what are things that you're worried about that people, uh, other than just finding the roots, like what do you think, like? Do you think there's like an ethic problem in the culture? Like people don't have like moral respect for other people, or like? Yeah, I think I think be, being behind a glass screen and being able to say whatever you want to say, um, and comment whatever you want to comment and tweet yeah. whatever you want to tweet. Really, social media, yeah, aspect social media is really you, yeah. is really um, is one of the big things that's I think that's uh, is a virus. And yeah. it's, so, it's, it's like become, toxic. It's huh? become it's past pandemic. It's become an epidemic in America or anywhere in the world. And I think um, we need to be more responsible with what we do and how we communicate. And I feel like the communication aspect of things, people don't know how to hold a conversation nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like you go out into the into like a restaurant yeah. and. Um, Sean, yeah. you work with me, yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Sean, you know. So that was we, crazy, me and Sean actually. work together at a restaurant too, and. You see, everybody is literally on their phones all the time. Remember, like they be yeah, eating. They they aw. be eating and they're on a date or they're with family and they're literally on their phones. And the whole I, table, exactly, the whole, the whole table, table. At times. So for for me, being like a like of a Christian base, like usually we say grace before we eat. A lot of people just take pictures of their food before they eat. Now, so it's like, <laughs> Damn. so it's it's really, Preach. It's, it's, it's really, and then they wait for the filter, and it takes longer than the prayer to be honest at this point, because you're, you're out here editing the picture. So Damn. it's it's really likes instead of blessings. yeah, and I feel like social media is the biggest virus right now. It's also a big plus for us too because we can use social media to empower people to do a lot of things. But I feel like a lot of people are using it irresponsibly, yeah. as opposed to trying to fulfill their potential and actually inspire others. Yeah. And you know, like to use you guys and you guys are doing like amazing things. Out thank, there. You. So, thank, so thank you. So I'm really honored to be here just to let y'all thank know. So you. Thank you. I that. mean, like you like. You have a really good perspective as well, too, because you have, like, quite the following on Instagram, I would say. Like, yeah. almost 25,000 people. Yeah. You know, but you also say that, you like, you're not going to let that take away from your own root and ideals. So where do you find, like, that that balance of, like, you know, tending to your 25,000 followers and also making sure that you are yeah, I mean, in that, touch with the real world, as we'll call it, you know? It's tough, it's tough, because <laughs> I'm not going to say I was perfect, because... There was a point where it got to my head, and and and, and it puts you like I mean you, it doesn't like for me it doesn't really matter how many followers I have as long as I have like a solid amount of people that I'm hopefully inspiring and pushing yeah, yeah. in a positive way because um, there was a point where I had all those followers I had a lot of things going for me I had job offers here and there shows that I could have been doing and money that I could be getting but I wasn't spiritually and mentally stable so. Because it, it put me in this whirlwind of confusion in where I wanted to go in my life because it was my fir- first years of college and really the first years of college I think are the hardest ones because you're really trying to figure yourself out. Yeah, especially 
of like those four years of high school that you're trapped in one place with the same people and the same you know BS that you you deal with every day. So yeah. going out into the world by yourself and try to fend for yourself, I think is the hardest thing. So it got to my head a little. I was kind of big headed at times, but I really had to humble myself. I took a three year break. Luckily, I didn't lose that many pounds. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you have before the break? I, before, I, I had about. You break a hundred? <laughs> no, 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 it grew, it grew, <laughs> it grew, it grew, it was still slowly growing, but I wasn't really posting as much, I wasn't really trying to inspire anybody, mm -hmm. I was really trying to find enlightenment in myself so I could be right, because I don't want to just spew BS out there, you know what I'm saying, yeah, especially, yeah. you got to be responsible with what And a lot of have. people do spew BS, or, a lot like, of they just, BS. or they're like, dude, just put this on there, wear a dope ass swimsuit, and just say you love our brand, they're like, all right, all right, for, for, yeah. <laughs> you know, for 50 bucks, all right, and then you they get platform, though, man. Yeah. You're speaking with a podium in front of you, you know? It's like, like, you better audience. love that fucking yeah. brand to be promoting mm -hmm. that shit like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you see about, like, people, forget 25K, 25, like, million followers, and they be doing, the like, the craziest yeah. stuff. The, the stupidest thing. That's not that. Like, yeah, and it's really, it's really the stuff getting to their head, because I feel like after a certain amount of people say so many things to you and sending you messages, that's why I said social media is really powerful. It can affect somebody negatively, negatively or positively. Mm -hmm. So I think it gets to a lot of people. Said that I've seen a lot of people with my own eyes letting it get to their head and they're losing who they are. Yeah. And that's what I don't want to be. So I try to stay grounded. I, I'm always for the little guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm always for the underdog because of that. Because that's where I think the most potent, most positive, most inspirational ideas come from before those, all those things get to your head because no matter who it is it, it will get to your head yeah. eventually and it's about passing through that so yeah that's that's my outlook on and a lot of your comedy too on Instagram is still rooted within your culture. Like for instance, the the Hibatia yeah, Mafia. Yeah, hilarious. You know, but <laughs> that's like, the thing that's that really you, blew you me know? up. That's yeah. the stuff that you grew up around. Like the yeah. shit that like yeah. it's that's hilarious. Yeah, I got a lot of ridicule from a lot of moms. Like I would be working at uh, well, not working. I would be traveling, and I would see people working at airports or like Hibatia people, like Ethiopian Eritrean people. Like, hey, yeah. you, I know you. My kids watch you all the time, Dang. and I'm just like, listen, lady, I'm just trying to get to my destination. <laughs> <laughs> That's She's like, yeah, funny. yeah. There's a lot of people that re I mean, I've only done one YouTube, uh, I think. Was uh, that with Sharif? Yeah, with Sharif. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, shout out to Sharif. I just want to give him a shout out. Yeah, really of quick. course. Inches to accept this. Uh, uh, so I got to do my own. Yeah. Hell so yeah. go check him out. Hey, peep his song too. That yeah, just dropped. yeah, it, it is. It did just drop, yeah. So um, I did it with Sharif. He It was his idea to kind of like do like driving videos. He got pretty famous. He did a whole series off that, huh? He did. He did a whole yeah. series. And I think, I think ours and the Mexican driving school yeah. was one that really blew up. Nice. It was because of the culture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, people, like it was, was some real culture. Actually so, funny. So, so more positive or more Like, I know the moms, is it just like... It's positive. It's oh, okay, positive. It's I'll positive. give it positive. All right, it's not like I you're think, teaching my kid bad examples like, or no, something. No, no, no. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too much profanity. Smack upside the head and whatnot. It's a little too much profanity in it, but it was cool. It was cool. It was all fun and games. And I really want, I did that video because I really wanted people to see uh, both sides of, of each culture. And I wanted, you know, the black community, because Sharif is a black American that grew up here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm rooted to Africa. But, like, me and him are really close friends. He's a, he's a great inspirational dude. And um, I wanted our culture to see the black American culture and vice versa, that we can coexist, that we can do amazing things. And I touched up on a lot of things that were, like, uh, racist within our own culture to yeah. each other so and within our own race to each other mm -hmm. to really get people in a laughing way but to really get people to think about how we act and what we say and a lot of things and really kind of reflect on ourselves 
like a, as human beings and stuff yeah. and how we see each other. So I wanted to do that through comedy. When I started doing videos, I think that was the biggest thing. It was um, trying to bring people together because shout out to Eritreans too, Ethiopians and Eritreans. Now, like there's a there was a border war going on for about 20 plus years, um, like two countries split from Ethiopia to just Ethiopia and Eritrea now. But now relations are getting better. So I saw that and I saw a lot of BS being spewed out here in America where the youth was being very like uh, tribalistic towards each other mm -hmm. and it was affecting it was affecting the youth and our culture with hatred so I wanted to really just like cut that off and instead of writing speeches that everybody else has done I wanted to do it through comedy because the best way to heal somebody's heart is through laughter yeah so and through happiness so I wanted to really get into 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 really helping people helping our culture helping others whatever it is I love to help people so and, and inspire people that's that's my biggest thing so uh, that's powerful yeah thank you man appreciate it um. <laughs> Shawnee's never seen this Sorry, side of me. I'm always right now. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's a white boy. <laughs> no, I just I just know from work with you, though, dog. It's just like a whole different side, though. Like we're there, you know, we're there to hustle, we're there to work at the restaurant, but yeah, like, yeah. to see the real spiritual side of it is like it's dope, though. You know, because mm -hmm. it's real shit, though. Thank you. And it and and it's like questions that I wanted to know, you know, and like when you started your 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 cultural journey, basically. And knowing that you said you took that three month, three year break from Instagram, it sounded like you kind of focused more on the culture right after that too, and just kind of dove into like more, more of your like your roots yeah. essentially. You yeah. know, you, you took that break from social media, and you had to catch up with yourself. So like, mm -hmm. I find that hella, he I, I find that healing in a sense to where like I like what you, I like I like that. Thank you, appreciate it. Man. But uh, I, I really like what you guys are doing here. Like this is this is some cool stuff. And man, I'm I was when, when a homeboy Khalil asked me to come through. Nah. Me, I, was, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, me? All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I really thank you for that. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Here, so. Bro, yeah. When, when was the last time you went to Ethiopia? Uh, seven years ago. I'm actually going this August. Okay. Uh, yeah. How long? Um, I'm going for about two months. Two months. You months. gotta go for at least a month. Though. I know, at yeah, least at the real. least a month, man. That's awesome. So I'm really, I'm really trying to, I'm really trying to reconnect again. So yeah, like I really miss it back home. There's a lot of crazy stuff that there's like that you see there, like within the monasteries, within like spiritual stuff, within cultural stuff. It's amazing out there. And yeah, I really want to go back. That's one of my and visit family, of course. But what's it like going back there? Cause I like a lot of my family's from England, and I know like the first time I ever went back there and kind of connected with my own roots, like as soon as I got off the plane, it was like a deep breath that I've never taken before. It was like, I'm finally home. Yeah. You know, like this is where I'm yeah. supposed to be. This is where yeah. I'm from, you know, like, and yeah. it was just like, it wasn't like culture shock where it's like, oh wow, look at all this yeah, shit. It yeah. was just like, yeah. I'm, I'm where I need to be. Exactly. You know, did you have a very similar feeling going back to I home? Yeah, I think the first time, well, the first time I went back, I was like five or six years old. Mm -hmm. And then I think the time where I can really like I have memories from back then, but You're I think more conscious on like more conscious decisions. on my feeling. I was about 16, 17 years yeah. in high school, going into senior year. That's when I went back, and at first I didn't even want to go. Mm. So my parents forced me That's to go. That's a trip. Yeah, because I wanted to turn up during the summer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm home alone, <laughs> kind of high school seventeen, shit, high yeah. school yeah. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. But my parents forced me to go, and I think it was the best decision I've ever made. That's because wrong. It gave me perspective. I got to see my gramps right before he passed. It was, and I hadn't seen him for over 10 plus years wow. so like 
so it was it would have been something I really regretted if I didn't go in. Mm -hmm. Going back and seeing all the kids there, like even the kids that I didn't know that I met there, like like little kids running around in the in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. It was just amazing. Like I didn't even want to go to the fancy places. I just want to see the grit, the grind of like back home. Yeah, and it, it really it really gave me a smack across the face and really made me appreciate what I had here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was, it, it's amazing, it's amazing out there. Can you give us some like, <coughs> for like the people that are listening right now, like build some background into like the town or like where you live. Like, cause a lot of people, you know, like at least the shit that we see on TV, everyone thinks huts, like Africa. Huts. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let them know. Let them know. Oh, you know, those like, huts. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, so, like, how, how would you describe like a breakfast? You know, like waking up, going to eat breakfast. Breakfast? Delicious. That's yeah, how I would do it. One response would be delicious. But, but um, oh, waking yeah. up early in the morning, I mean, like, I, I'm, I was born in the city. I'm from the city in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa, the capital. So it's 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 just like San Jose. To be honest, everybody that comes from Ethiopia back home, especially Addis, mm -hmm. um, they say that San Jose air everything the field is just like it's streets. Mm -hmm. We do have stoplights sometimes. Um, stoplights, <laughs> so, so stop, stop signs, stoplights sometimes here and there, but not really as much here. But there's streets, there's pavement, there's amazing buildings, there's amazing hotels, all that stuff. Hell yeah. Now, like. There, of course, there's going to be poverty. I mean, yeah, anywhere, everywhere. even America. Like, there's no running water in Flint right now. Let's, no, let's really, don't, let's yeah. not forget about that. And Puerto Rico, there's no, there's barely any, any electricity right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's there's poverty, like places of poverty. But for people in in the villages and stuff like that, they're actually more rich than the people in in um in the like city the because rise. in yeah because if you think about it, like the land they own and the cattle that they own are mm -hmm. worth hundreds of thousands of dollars Shit. dollars. Right, that they could sell to companies to use this flatland, but they don't want that because they love the simple life so much. That everyday cultural life that they get in in the villages and in like outside of the city, trust me, it's so blissful out there. Especially, I mean, there's electricity, there's obviously running water is very scarce, but that simple life, once you get used to it, it's really amazing, and that's what I really want to experience this summer. Um, the huts and stuff like that, yeah, there's huts, yeah. <laughs> there's huts, but that's out like <laughs> further out with yeah. people that chose that yeah. you know, these people can come to the city and have that but they don't want that because they love the simple life you know reconnecting with god out yeah. there you know what I'm saying with no social media they if you give them a phone they'd be like what is this for is this gonna feed my kids because it really is yeah, a phone really, really gonna feed your kids because yeah. i mean you give them money they're like what's what am i gonna buy there's no store out here give me some seeds i'll plant a tree and it'll feed me for a lifetime you know what I'm saying? Yeah. that's what they're about so yeah. They're about that. Uh, they're about that real stuff. But um, the longevity, of the longevity, and raising a healthy family. And you'd be surprised if you go out there. They say, "Well, people lifespans are short." No, man. I've seen people like with my own eyes that are over a hundred years old wow. and walking around. Because they're, they're just always just healthy. They're just yeah. they're they've just been in the grit so much, and it goes back to what you guys said about pesticides and GMOs yeah. and that. Uh, all that shit. All though. that stuff that that we put in our mouths today. If you go back there, it's so fresh and and it's so like home naturally grown. homegrown that oh, yeah. that kind of stuff doesn't affect them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Weird. Yeah, because I've seen people that eat fruits and vegetables and they die at like 80, like 60, 70, like you know what I mean, like from a heart attack or something like that. But if you, when you go out there, I see like people that are 90, 100 years old walking faster than I am. I remember <laughs> when, I remember when my grandma came to visit me where we took a walk. And she came to visit me about a year or two ago. She went back, but she stayed here for a year, and we used to take walks. And I would literally sneeze or go down to tie my shoes, and she would already be a block away talking about, where you at? You know what I'm saying? My grandma's not that old. She's just barely about to hit 70. She was young, but still, the fact that she's so quick with it and all yeah. that stuff. So it was, 
it was crazy. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But um, yeah, man. So like, is I know we have like Somalia kind of is right up against the sea right there, yeah. and then Eritrea is like right above you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got Djibouti right between those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say <laughs> really Djibouti? Yeah, no. And really. you know what the capital of it is? No. Djibouti. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Okay. The mayor had fun with that one. <laughs> Would you say within that area, because there's a, like, it's kind of like a cluster, and then you have yeah. Ethiopia, like, it's the biggest chunk. Yeah. Would you say that Ethiopia is, like, one of the most developed country out of that conglomerate right there? Um, I'd say, yeah, it's one of the fast. it's actually the fastest growing African country right now. Nice. It's very fast, and it's actually the home of the AU, which is the African Union. Mm-hmm. The set based oh, yeah. the summits are usually held in Ethiopia. And would our, the AU be, like, equivalent to, like, the White House type? No, the AU would be equivalent to the EU, which is the European Union. So this is the African oh, Union for all the nations that. of Africa. So that's where the base is, like the where they hold all their like main The governmental all, thing yeah, for all of Africa. All of Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading a little bit about them. They're they're so forward that actually for their like uh, senator meetings, if whatever you want to call it, they have to have fifty percent women and fifty percent men mm-hmm. within yeah. the yeah. house at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Equal. Equal. Yeah, you would you wouldn't think you wouldn't think that. Yeah. You think Africa. You'd we think don't even have that shit over here. We don't have that. Like not even <laughs> close, Brett. Not yeah. even close. Yeah. You know, that yeah. is sick. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty developed. I mean, I think what set us back is a lot of the wars and a lot of a lot of uh, European countries trying to conquer Ethiopia and us fighting back. We were the only um, only nation not like that was not colonized. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's Liberia too, but that they were they were occupied in like for a little bit for like it was, it was semi colonization, so it wasn't fully free. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Black Panther. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but homeboy Sean is giving me the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like one of some of the if you guys watch the movie too, some of the stuff that they use for the Black Panther and some of the jewelry and stuff is actually Ethiopian stuff. But um, going back to the whole Ethiopian thing, yeah, they were. So it set them back. It set them back a, a few, a few decades, I would say, in development. And uh, you know, it's a poverty-stricken country at times. Uh, because we don't do a lot, like, I mean, they do trading, but we don't really, we didn't really mess with a lot of European countries that could have helped us out. Yeah. Uh, they were affiliated with Russia or the Soviet Union at one point. It was a communist regime. Eventually, you know, that went on and uh, became a quote-unquote democracy. We didn't really have a full democracy because um, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the, I know I'm going to get a lot of ridicule for this, but I got to speak on it. Yeah. Uh, for the past 20 years, I think, it was it was really like it was a totalitarian regime. It was like they were they were like tyrants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they claimed democracy and all this stuff, but really they were shutting people up on the low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It wasn't any better before, but still, like this is this was different. It was like it was it caused a lot of rifts between tribes. It caused a lot of rifts between a lot of the youth where we're literally hating our own brothers and sisters within mm-hmm. the same country. Yeah, and this, like, super tribalistic, like, divide-and-conquer mentality that the government brought, brought upon to Ethiopia was really... It was it was really disgusting, to be honest, but eventually, you know, they came down... Actually, the prime minister recently, just this earlier this year, resigned. We got mm-hmm. a different prime minister, which is good for the country because I think it gave us a, a kind of sense of, like... Like, like it gave us a little breath. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Um, it's it's on its way up now. It's doing a little bit better. I still don't trust politics f- for me per se, but 
uh, for a lot of people, it's a, it's looking a little positive for them. So mm-hmm. I hope I'm hoping for the best for that country. But yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that's a something <coughs> interesting you brought up too. Like uh, my grandmother just got back from Africa. I don't know if she went to Ethiopia in particular, but she she spoke about how Africans f- that have come from Africa don't connect with the African Americans that are from America yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Do you see that disconnect or even like feel that personally? I don't feel that personally because I grew up here, mm-hmm. but right. what I and I understand where it stems from, like especially from like the African Americans that are here. I think it's 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 really they're trying to figure themselves out, and I feel like when you come from Africa, there's this type of pride that Africans, like Native Africans, hold when they come to this country because they don't want to lose. Yeah, they don't want to lose their culture. So yeah. when they see all the stuff uh, here, like that's being done to like. Or that African Americans are doing here, they don't understand that that stems from like a systematic like, like <clears throat> a systematic situation that they were put in, yeah. like from so bef- way before the civil rights movement, going back to slavery, where they're trying to escape and find their own culture, but you know they're getting like pulled here, pulled there, and it's like really trying to figure themselves out. So and it's hard to do that while trying to sustain like a, a solid life for your children and getting an education for them. Yeah. So. They don't really see that because out there it's like you already have your culture, so all you strive for is money. So they see that conformity that they're going to, and they they almost like, for lack of a better word, like they can almost see it as an imposed slave mentality that's been developed within the country. Yeah, so it's like the Africans see that and they're just like, we're not like you. But but if anything, they they should be teaching the African Americans their roots. If you don't know your roots, then, and if you don't know your bloodline, Pick one that you like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's much closer than it. Really, really, to be honest. Because it's, yeah. it's really much closer. That's much closer than any American culture. Because American culture, like I said earlier, it's a melting pot. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So, if you know you're black, if you got some black in you, and if you feel black, get some black in you from back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just choose one that you like, that you feel like, yo, I like this culture, and I like what they bring, and then just choose one. And to my Africans out there, man, stop being so judgmental. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's one of the reasons why I made the, the video with Sharif, is yeah. to really, hit, I wanted it to hit home for a lot of people. People thought I was making fun, but really, if you understand comedy, you can't just say, well, I'm I'm making this joke, and you know, it's not a knock-knock no, there's joke. A message. There's a message in, inside of it. It's Absolutely. more complex than that, so... Um, yeah, yeah. No, so that's something I've always wanted to ask someone about because she she was even talking to like a guide out there, and he was like, "Yeah, I can't even like mess with them." Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Damn, but we're like we're still brothers, you know?" Yeah. Like, yeah. Live. But now that you brought that up, that uh, the fact that you brought up that systematic imposement is very interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 something that I think about a lot actually, mm-hmm. especially on a day to day basis because. I mean, I consider myself African-American and African, so it's like, I mean, it's the same thing, to be honest. Uh, it's just a, a sense of knowing where you're from, yeah. finding your culture. That's mm-hmm. really, that's the only difference. Bloodline, all that stuff doesn't matter. Like, if you feel like you are, then you are. I'm not saying, you know, if you're white and you think you're black, you're black. <laughs> you gotta check yourself. You gotta check yourself. You can't trust it that far you, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a cutoff. You know, yeah, there's a cutoff, especially with words, you know? <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, I, I, like, just hearing your words, it makes me want to kind of trace my roots back and see maybe where I'm from. Because yeah. I know I, I the true African family members that I've met mm-hmm. mainly are from like Johannesburg area okay but that's okay. that's about it you know yeah. like I don't yeah. know anything about their cultures or their followings yeah. or, or really where specifically they're from or where they grew up and, mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah, I guess that completely makes me more of an African American. Oh, and go to Johannesburg, man. You could be you could be related to Trevor Noah for all we know. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I got that European root too. You know, so, you you know, never that, know. that's you the know. first place they came into. You never know. That's true. You never know. So Where, where's Johannesburg? South Africa. Yeah, Johannesburg, South Africa. exactly. But right at the not at the point of it, but just like a little bit more up. Yeah. There's like a tiny ass country inside of Johannesburg mm-hmm, too, right? Mm-hmm. I forgot what it's yeah. called. Africa's crazy, dude. Yeah, but it's big. Crazy. It's big. Like it's, it's you see a lot of stuff. And it's, it's like the size of the whole United States. Like it's bigger. bigger. It's, it's much like bigger. bigger than like it's, it, the size Africa, of whole North America. I think Africa is the second biggest continent. No, right most after Asia. Definitely. Yeah, so most it's the second definitely. big. But you know, in maps and stuff, like they try to make it seem like it's smaller, but it's really not. Like they try to make yeah. it seem like it's the same size as South America. No, well, anyone, like double that. that thing will eat the world right there. I yeah. heard anyone who makes a map, if, if Europe makes a map, they make their continent bigger, bigger. than a lot That's of things. Like, Europe is small, dude. I Europe know. is small. You I've been tra- to You could travel all of Europe in like a week, you know? I mean, yeah, you you make, no, I mean, in a really week, you really it. can. Nah, I drove, we drove from Amsterdam to Germany within three hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's two different countries. Yeah. It's... Like, we got three hours, and where are we going to get? Fresno? Like, Bakersfield? Like, what is no. Santa Cruz on a good day? On a good day, yeah. After traffic, you know. But, yeah, I mean, Africa. Even on a, on a map, like, it doesn't, uh, like, Somalia, like, eats one country, too, on some maps. Like, they don't. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Somalia is huge. Like, I mean. It... No, but they don't show, uh, shit. What's like to the left of Somalia? Ethiopia. No, no, no. Ethiopia is like right up here, and you have Somalia underneath, and there's a country right here that sometimes they display as all of Somalia, and sometimes they separate it by like. Where is it? Which one is it? Is it the lower one, or because it's it would be Ethiopia would be right in the middle, right below would be is Kenya. Uganda to, to the left somewhere. No, Sudan is to the left of Sudan. Ethiopia. Okay. So Sudan would be to the left of Ethiopia, Somalia to the right, Eritrea to the top, Djibouti to the, like the northeast, and then Kenya to the uh, to the south. So. I mean, maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, you're probably reading the map upside down. That's probably that. <laughs> <laughs> European maps. Exactly. European maps. Exactly. Like I said, Euro maps or something. It was you're wild. like, they're all the same. Yeah, it was, it was wild. I was with Mike in San Diego the other week. And uh, so we had uh, a lady from Somalia as our Uber driver and immediately noticed Mike. And at the end of the Uber, like, we were, held t- we were talking about the culture and, like, she was wanting Mike to speak. <laughs> I'm Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was hella disappointed that he couldn't because she, she came from over there and yeah. she's been here for 13 years. And he's like, oh, I've been here for, like, 13, 15 years or something. Yeah. You know? And he's like, dang, like, he's like, yeah, I, I've been acclimatized to, like, the U.S. To culture, the U.S.? You know? Yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a melting pot. And if you, you get lost in the sauce, like I said earlier, it's 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 crazy out here. I mean, it's cool. You see different cultures, but they're not, like, pure. Like, you know what I mean? It's still mixed in with yeah. other stuff. You know what I mean? Because everybody comes here, and they're, they're here for, like, a better life or an opportunity or something, especially a lot of foreigners. So, I mean, I, they forget them. They forget themselves, especially working a 9-to-5 every day. Yeah, you know, if you're trying right. to provide for family back home. Yeah, you know, that system... <laughs> yeah, it's system. The, the system. Once you get into the system, it's hard to get out, man, because you get used to that everyday life, but at the same time, sometimes you feel unhappy with it, yeah. and you try to find something, so, yeah, you take trips here, there, you take, you travel up and down the coast, wherever you want to go, different countries, but then you still got to come back to that 9 to 5 reality, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, it depends on what you want in life and how you see life. I think perspective is the biggest thing, so yeah. if you could find your own your own calling within yourself, I think the outside world is really just materialistic that you can just, yeah. stuff that you can just ignore. 
So that's spirituality. And, there, and there's, there's a lot of people too. with that power earlier. We were saying that like promote just material, you know, and like, and, it, and everywhere, dude, and blind, commercials. And it blinds people from like the reality of like life, you know. And yeah. it's just like it's crazy to see that happen within like the American culture so strongly around the world. Because you go around the world and say like. You're from New York, they're going to think, oh, New York, all crazy, you know, or you say Miami, or you say San Francisco, like, you, you know, they, they associate there's a there's a, to the city, you know, and that American culture city, yeah. they're like, oh, dude, like, and it's so crazy to see, like, the, or it's not crazy, but it's, like, so interesting to hear about the culture of Africa and Ethiopia and how it's, like, more homely and more, like, yeah. you know, the less you have, but, like, what you have should You're be so powerful, you exactly. know, what you have is, like, exactly. and... Yeah, because I feel like, I, I, to be honest, you know, no offense to my SoCal people, but I really hate SoCal. Like, the only part of SoCal I probably like is San Diego. Hell yeah. Like, Hell yeah. You like Santa Monica? Yeah. Nah, no, bro. Like, bro, you need to come to my it, part of Santa Monica. I've been to San... It's, like, the beaches are cool. But, I mean, like, it's... It's like, I don't know, so I feel like I LA feel is so like bougie. Yeah. You know Plus what I mean? Plastic. And I feel like everybody's exactly the same. And there's literally, like, you go on YouTube and look at most of these people's vlogs. And you're just like, they do the exact same thing. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Like, it's the exact same like thing. Like, they both just got fucking yogurt, you know? Yeah, they and just, like, they were both at the yogurt. same, and then you see somebody else vlogging behind the other vlog. You know what I mean? Like, there's just like mirror vlogs. Straight up. They don't even know it. And they're ordering, they're both they're ordering. They're both ordering at the same, like, it's... You, you ever look at the, the person that, like, is doing their job while they're vlogging? They're just like... Trying to look at them in the eyes, but also looking at the camera. Yeah, it's like, yeah. He is so like. It's this... so fake. It's so fake. To yeah, me. it's so like... fake. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm actually gonna be vlogging back home. Okay, but <laughs> no, but it's it was trying. I'm trying to get like the real, the raw stuff that you guys just asked me about yeah. right now. So I'm doing it with a friend uh, from London. She's actually does a, a few vlogs, and she's super patriotic with the country. Um, uh, Samrawi Tasama, uh, like shout out to you. Uh, we're doing. We're supposed to be doing vlogs to show the real culture, to show the the uh, different religions and all this stuff. And like, we're obviously gonna do challenges here and there this summer, but uh, we're really trying to get like get people to understand how it's like on an everyday yeah. basis, as opposed to just you know you know here, hey guys, uh, you know Kel's here. This is my day. Yeah. I'm gonna go get a yogurt. You know, instead of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them not to see that Not just bullshit, you're exactly. actually going to be talking about a message, <clears throat> displaying something. Exactly, yeah. and it's not just for Ethiopia's watch, it's for everybody to watch to get like that raw, uncut, like just unbiased like footage. Yeah. You know what I mean? From our perspective, from their everyday people. That, that's the best perspective, because now everything is so curated and like so... It's like too perfect. It's like what you know. What's raw? What's like real? What's like happening? You know, in yeah, real man. time. And, and when you provide that perspective of something that's like from a whole other continent and a country that's not always visited by everyone, like oh, I'm in Europe. Like I'm at the Eiffel Tower. It's like you know, you show something that's like yo, I'm in. I'm right here next to Somalia. Like I'm right here yeah, in Ethiopia yeah. in the heart. Africa, yeah, Africa, you know, yeah, and yeah. It's like, yo, this is what's really going on yeah, here. Yeah, And we're playing soccer with like some, it's some random kids. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I want to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cross some people up. I heard they got basketball <laughs> courts out there, so we'll see. But yeah. are you big into soccer? I'm not into. I mean, I watch soccer. I'm, I'm like a Manchester United fan. Mm -hmm. but all right, like, all right, all right, all right. Barcelona. Barcelona. I, 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 I watch more basketball. I, I just say because they have got that. 
they got the little Ooh. what is it the tension Barcelona. Madrid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do fuck with Madrid actually. Really? Though. Real Madrid? Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. I think that's my favorite. Sp- they had Beckham Spanish and team. I was like, yeah. That's my favorite Spanish. Only because of Ronaldo. Though, right? I just had to throw that Barcelona in there for the Barcelona <laughs> fans. For the fans. For the fans. <laughs> You're about to get some Ethiopians heated right now. They think I'll turn off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Barcelona. That was. <laughs> Oh hell no! No, am I? I'm here doing I, the day of the parade. I could be in Oakland right now, forty minutes away, but I'm here with you guys because I don't want to see the Warriors. I am not a Warriors yeah, fan, but I, I I'm a Miami Heat fan. And people say, oh, because of LeBron. LeBron hasn't been on the Heat for years. Yeah, I'm I've been a Heat fan since 0405 and that's because of Dwayne Wade, my favorite shooting guard yeah. of all time. You know what I mean? And I was a kid at that time. I was like nine, ten years old. So. Yeah. So I, I really like D. Wade. Oh, yeah. so I always remember you never rooting. You're like, oh, they're just gonna lose. Yeah, they're gonna. gonna win. Yeah, I was. I was the only one wearing the cap shirt during the games. Like, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm, a, I'm a LeBron <laughs> fan. People gotta respect LeBron. LeBron's hey. raw, dude. Why do people shit on that boy? And not only is he raw on the court, he's raw in his community, man. Mm-hmm. The way he helps people yeah. out on every day, like the stuff that he did for um, for Ohio and and the city that he's from, from Akron. Yeah. Like this, the, the way he works with kids, the how he's no a family man. That. Yeah, nobody looks at it. You see a full black man, not half black, not a quarter black, but a full black man who loves his wife, who stays with his wife, who loves his kids, who's there for his kids, but also can be the greatest player on the planet right now. And people don't recognize that. They just uh-huh. love to hate on him. Oh, he cries. So what? People whine. Ronaldo playing soccer was the biggest whiner out there. Yeah. But he's like one of the greatest yeah, exactly. of all time. And people, women, males, whatever, love him. It should be the same thing for LeBron, and I just, I just feel like you know, this, I think it's a, I think it's a light skin disease. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves the, the Curry brothers, yeah, like the, the Splash brothers. You know what I mean? And they kind of like KD now because mm-hmm. he joined the world. But it's yeah. like, oh, you gotta respect the king. That's all I'm gonna yeah. say. <laughs> And Westbrook. 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 Hey, Westbrook is raw. I don't, he does not care about anybody. I don't care if he's jeopardizing the league, the team, whatever <laughs> it is. He's doing it, and he's playing for himself. He has every right to do what he's doing because because he worked hard. That's his body. That's his yeah. gift. You know what I mean? If he wants to play the way he plays, if the franchise ends up having a problem with it, then you don't have to be a fan. Just yeah. don't hate on the man. He's a family man, too. They're so, good athletes. Bro. They're great athletes, yeah, yeah. great people. Like, you don't see any scandals on them. You know? They're not out here dating Kardashians. I, I, always thought, I always thought Russell Westbrook was one of like the most like aggressive players. I I've love seen. that. And, but, I love that. And that's then also... That's why I don't like Draymond, honestly. I don't like Draymond. Hey, that's Draymond, if you're listening to this, bro, I'm sorry. No, I don't like you. Draymond. Hey, uh, but, but, but shout out to Livingston, though. Because Livingston... That's an I like Livingston. No, he had a rough career too, especially coming from. But like he's that got energy. so much determination, and he comes in so clutch. Like he has I've, the craziest every, mid-range shot I've ever seen. Him. Every time I see him, <laughs> he I'm makes like, it all the time. Exactly. Was five for five for that. Series. But those uh, are the most clutch shots when we, it's like boom. Livingston takes a shot. I'm like, bro, thank you. Like, I know we needed that little shot, but like you came in clutch. And, like I don't know. I, shot, I, I held like Livingston and I like Westbrook Livingston too. though. But, I respect Clay though. I like Clay. I like Livingston. I like those like mellow dudes yeah, who just yeah. go out there do their job and stop with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, Steph's like, getting a little hot though. Like he, he thinks yeah, he's a shit. Yeah, he is. Now, he, he's a little jumpy. Yeah, yeah he, he is pretty shooter. raw, bro. He's raw. He's the greatest shooter in NBA. He is. Yeah, yeah, he's but, pretty fucking raw. But I, I feel like he can't do any of that without screens. So. Hey, if he didn't, if he didn't have yeah, that team behind team him, then, he if you be, if you put him on, if you put him on the Magic, that man will not take him to the playoffs. Or or not even he won't even be an eight. Seed, bro. I promise you, bro. 
Who gets class. knocked? Like if you, it's the team and the the system and the culture in the Bay Area and it really is and and the coaching staff like that really put them put them out there like that like that that is a well coached team. I've never seen and even their like coaches that. like yeah when you have good players it makes your job easy. It's like damn like he's just chilling. Bro, you know? doing like, plays. Steve Kerr some shit. Steve Kerr. Steve, Steve Kerr. Kerr. Hey, yeah. but he was still a boss ass player when he was. Yeah, back he played in with his Jordan day. too. So he was he was a rock. He's he like OG, winnings, yeah. you know. So it's it's crazy, but well shit. Sure. Shout out words, I guess. Yeah, I mean, low key, low key. I, honestly, I was kind of hoping they lose. Just me too. Like, I wasn't yeah. too salty. Oh, I'm, we're salty. Oh, I, I'm not we're a Cleveland flame, but like yeah. I, I don't know. I was I was the same way, dude. I was the only one hating on the Warriors, yeah. but only because like for me, basketball is real life. Like I played and ball is life, bro. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I played yeah. elementary, middle, high school, AAU, and I played a little for uh for Deanza too for yeah, like year. And so for me, it was just like it was like I don't know, seeing everybody come out of the cuts like roaches for the Warriors. It was and then getting all these, you, bro. They can't even name half the bench. Like so, it's like and then you see them saying Braun sucks. I'm just like that's the only reason that pissed me off mm-hmm. with these Warriors fans. Because when the Lakers fans come out, they don't talk smack about LeBron, bro. They just love Kobe. That's fine with me. Do your thing. Yeah, but Kobe is a goat too. Kobe's the goat. I think that's the best. Like, I really think Kobe was one of the best players. Like no, he is. He's top. He's uh, for me. For me, he's like the top three. Like he was, like, he was the best scorer. Yes. For me, he was the best one-on-one scorer over Jordan, over Bron, over anybody. Like he could do it without screens. He could do it one-on-one. He could break you down. You know what I'm saying? So and the, he was a good captain. Like he could lead. He could lead. Yeah, he, he was could, a yeah. leader. He was well, a he didn't care. He just he, either you follow me or you get traded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like Damn, that. That mentality. Yeah. So hell yeah. But yeah, man. Damn, you dropped a lot of knowledge for us today. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything? So we like to end every episode with a question of the day. That the wait, next... I, I have one question. Though. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to ask, like, oh, here we go. When you go to Ethiopia, what's one thing that you always bring? Like you bring back for them. That I bring back for them. Dang. So like I haven't. I wasn't. Are... I, I wasn't. I didn't bring anything back last time because I, I didn't have anything. To but bring did your back. family though? Or my like... my family. The one thing that they brought back, they love. Like I mean, I don't think they even want clothes anymore out there. But usually, I used to. Be, <laughs> my mom used to buy my cousins clothes and stuff like that. So yeah. Shoes like that. American culture clothes just. To yeah. So like you can't bring luggage out there. Everybody that goes out back home to Ethiopia comes back empty-handed because your cousins, <laughs> your family, they be stealing the... your. No, they just steal your stuff, oh, right? No. <laughs> they not even they need it. They it's like, oh, that's nice. Okay, next day you won't find it. Dang. Like, you you be coming back with two suitcases, and then you're going to come back with just a backpack. <laughs> Is it? Like, it's just, it's crazy. Maybe wearing it right in front of your face, too. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. They're just like, oh, I thought this was mine. Like, I thought I saw a bow around it. No, man, that's the design. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um... I want to give a few shout-outs if you guys don't mind. Yeah, here yeah, go. Shout-out to Gary, Fabian, Sharif, Alman, and uh, Mohammed Sharfi. We're doing a new uh, web series this this summer. We actually started shooting it. We're going to be starting shooting it recently. Or well, we started shooting it recently. We're going to be um, finalizing the shots pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a web series based on the Bay Area, and it's, okay. it's called Wannapreneur. It's about like Wannapreneur. Wannapreneur. So, yeah, so we're shooting it. Uh, Gary Fabian's our producer and our director. He's an amazing, talented guy with an amazing brain, amazing uh, screenplay writer, all that stuff, like cameraman, all of it. Um, so we're doing we're doing that with um, with Sharif and Mo, and it's based on the Bay Area and being an entrepreneur in the Bay Area and trying to make it with this you know high gas prices, high living standard. Um, and all these opportunities around you, but 
but you gotta figure out a way to like you know connect with these people because yeah. nowadays it's it's who you know instead of what you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like this everyday, there's a lot of comedy within it. You're gonna see a lot of crazy stuff. So I mean, check it out. It's called Waterpreneur. It should be out hopefully after the summer. Hell we'll yeah! Now, if you we'll drop a link guys. for it or something. Yeah, in the yeah, bottom, yeah. yeah. And then shout out to you guys for real though. Like black and yellow, this is dope. Yeah. Like I'm honored to be here. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah! We only like to interview interesting people, so thank you for coming out. Thank Seriously, you, we really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, hey, Shani. But we do want to open up the platform for you to ask our viewers a question of the day. Yeah. Question of the day. We usually just end it like what you think. Dang. You know? This is your question. This bro. is my question. This is something you got, like anything, bro. Yeah, anything. Do not feel limited. Oh, man. This no limitations. Y'all, y'all shouldn't have done this. I'm, <laughs> about to, I'm, about to, I'm about to go in. I'm, you guys give, you gotta give me like 10 seconds of like. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. So, yeah, reflect like, on we'll we'll some Jeopardy music. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Put all this in. All right, this is Kale thinking. Take your time, dog. Take your time. You, you can see the smoke over? coming out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> let me get a great maybe it'll help. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let me see. Dude, but the question of the day definitely is the most important part of yeah. the Black and Yellow podcast. Damn. Because for, for our OG listeners, we used to be called Articles of Linguistics. Damn. And we like to leave the question of the day to open up the article of the linguistics of the next episode. Dang. <laughs> Dang, you guys put pressure on me. Nah, well, nah, I'm giving you time to think. No, well, go ahead, keep talking. I <laughs> <laughs> this conversation with words. No. <laughs> Not Jeopardy music, those were Yeah, but you really did drop some knowledge on us and Thank everyone you. else to know the back Thank end you. of what goes on, you know? Yeah. The reality and the joy of, you know? Life. Living it. Alright, I got I think I got the question. Hopefully right, it doesn't right. sound stupid when I say it out. No, not at all. Yeah, let, me, so let me stand back real quick. Question <laughs> of the day for the uh, black and yellow podcast viewers. Um if you take everything away, your shoes, your clothes, your money, your um your car, your house, your family, everything, what do you what do you have that's important in your life that's left? What can you say that you got in your life that you can really look forward to? So that's that's my question. Yeah. Okay, think about that, guys. So. Oh yes. No wonder we had to wait for that. Uh, <laughs> we ain't gonna post an episode for weeks uh, just to let you post the room on that shit right there. Like, <laughs> fuck. Oh man, that was awesome. That was great. Uh, and you are great. Thank you. Thank man. you Appreciate so it, much. Seriously. Thank you, bro. Such a pleasure. Hey, the hugs all day, dog. Hey, bring it in. Bring it in, Kalil. Shout out your Instagram. Bring it in, Hey, Instagram, y'all check it out. Yab to the Kel, Y-A-B, the number two, T-H-E-K-A-L-E. Perfect. And we'll have everything linked in the bio, so you can check them out. Check out Hybation Mom, you know, yeah, this yeah. new awesome <laughs> yeah. series, you know. You're about to see a lot of Kale coming out soon, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, bro. All right, though, well, until next time, I'm Black and Yellow. With my life in this bottle, I can't find you until I swallow, so I drink it till it's hollow. Will I see you or tomorrow? Alcohol, the best painkiller of a sorrow. My mind and my heart, who to follow? I'm desperate, but no rattle. Making two hearts, one is the motto. A wife and a mom, what a great role model. Full of sorrows like an Indian wedding. This bottle in this Bible is my Armageddon. That beautiful face I won't be forgetting. Should be in the Bible way this was written. No Andrew Kendrick, but my heart I'm pitching. World Series love, over the fence is hitting. For your love, baby, I'm not quitting. Driving down the dirt road, baby, just get in. Love is so strong, love is so strong Don't judge people, you can't go wrong Cause love is so strong, love is so strong
love is so strong don't judge people you can't go wrong all i say is the love is so strong love is so strong love is so strong don't judge people you can't go wrong cuz the love is so strong love is so strong love is so strong don't judge people you can't go wrong all i say is the love is so strong let me demonstrate how you want to be you stay away i stay away driving 100 down in a stay i'm bleeding jenny you like i'm not lying we're lying fin the mate like some lions tied together <laughs> we're dying but if you leave i 